The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up. Where the dawn of the east meets the twilight of the west and the cool of the north touches the calm of the south and the transcendent power of Almighty God touches earth in the humility of Christ, here and now, where the head of the Charles reaches out to the heart of the country, we gather to worship God together. We gather as those present here in the nave at 735 Commonwealth Avenue. We gather with our listening radio congregation across New England on National Public Radio, WBUR 90.9 FM. And we gather with our internet congregation around the globe at WBUR. We gather to worship, to illumine the imagination by the beauty of God, to quicken the conscience by the holiness of God, to warm the heart by the love of God, to devote the will to the purposes of God. We invite your written or emailed responses, your prayerful and material support, your decision about a form of ministry particular to yourself here, and as the Spirit moves, your presence with us for worship. This particular Spring Sunday is a moment to savor every year. For many years, we have heard the voices of those students graduating from Boston University, five such today, arranged in meditation around the theme, This I Believe. We are deeply thankful for the Lives Presence voice and word brought to us today by Nellie and Jamie and Jennifer and Rebecca and Tim, with you I honor them today. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
we pray. Almighty God, whom truly to know is everlasting life, grant us so perfectly to know your Son, Jesus Christ, to be the way, the truth, and the life, that we may steadfastly follow his steps in the way that leads to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Beloved, the challenges are many to the development of an inner life. The challenges are rigorous in our time and in our culture to the development of an inner life. We look back with pride and joy on the writing of St. Augustine in the fourth century and his confessions and the expanse, the landscape that he describes that is available to us as well in our time. Toward that landscape we journey in silence each Sunday morning for a moment as we bow in contrition and compunction, offering words of lament and regret and confession. As the Kyrie is sung, I invite you to this time of confession in silent prayer. Let us pray. If we love one another, God's love abides in us and God's love is perfected in us. If we confess our sin, God who is faithful and just will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. A lesson from the first epistle of John, chapter 4, verses 7 through 21. Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him, and this love not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent us his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. 
Those who say, I love God, and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from him is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. The word of the Lord.
Let us pray Psalm 133 with the Antiphon. my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will pay before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before him. For dominion belongs to the Lord, and he rules over nations. To him, indeed, shall all who sleep in the earth bow down. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, and I shall live for him. Posterity will serve him. for the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. Glory to you, O Lord. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. 
Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. We sing the verse, first verse of our hymn, and the subsequent verses will be sung interspersed with the This I Believe reflections. Happy Mother's Day. My name is Rebecca Marshburn, and I am a graduating senior in the College of Arts and Sciences. This I believe. I believe in respect. I believe this means sincerity, not apathy, personal contact, not automated machines, care and not disdain, compassion and not criticism, understanding and not judgment, empathy and not pity. I believe in love. I believe that love itself is pure and perfect, but it is us that pervert it. I believe it can heal, hurt, elevate, and destroy. I believe it is only us that can bring love into fruition, and only us that can take it away. I believe in humanity. I believe in pain over complacency, being hurt over being numb, feeling raw over feeling nothing. I believe life and death are two beautifully complementary realities. I believe in contradiction. I believe that within each of us is the power to do good and the power to do evil. I believe each of us is an individual too multifaceted to define with any sort of label. I believe in new ideas. I believe we too often confine ourselves to paradigms we just can't seem to shake. I believe in failure. I believe failure is necessary. I believe others have failed me and that I have failed others. I believe that the last time I failed myself or failed someone else will not be the final time. I still believe failure is necessary. I believe in each other. I believe what we can't find in ourselves we can find in one another. I believe in understanding. I believe that the more I learn, the more I learn I don't understand as much as I thought. I believe that my education has taught me there is a vast difference between knowledge and understanding, and that the art of understanding is not static, but a fluid and ever-changing process as we grow daily. I believe in compromise. I believe we need to better learn how to sacrifice for one another. I believe in gratitude. I believe that no matter what we may do, we must do it with humility. I believe as we go out into the world, penniless and confused, we must not lose sight of the things for which we are grateful, for which we exist. Our family, our friends, our dreams, ourselves. I believe in change. I believe that when you change, everything changes. And I believe in light. I believe that everyone has the ability to shine for someone else, and that above all, we must strive to be that light.
is Jamie Pangman. I am graduating from the College of Arts and Sciences with a double major in History and International Relations. I, like many of my fellow students, entered Boston University with many fears. Fear of the future and my unknown place in it, of failure, of newly achieved independence. I expected college to placate these fears by preparing me for the world after I left the safety of campus and began my real life. As I arrived for my first day of classes, the future loomed large thanks to my indecision concerning my major. Of course, this hid the long-term problem of a lack in direction in finding out how I wanted, what I wanted to do for a career. To my freshman self, the university symbolized the step between childhood and adulthood, and the lessons I was going to learn here would magically discern and guide my entire life. In essence, I hoped that the four years of education would uncover hidden truths that would do the work for me. However, at the fundamental base of my preoccupation was the future, with a future laid deeper problems. I wanted to find a lasting happiness. It was this simple desire that lay behind all of my thoughts and fears. When looking to the future, I sincerely felt that it would not matter what I was doing as long as I was happy doing it. Therefore, it was much to my chagrin that I soon realized after starting college that this dilemma, the root of all my fears, was not going to solve itself. Unsure of how to continue, I almost gave up when the answer came from what probably should have been the first place to look for it, my faith. It was Paul who wrote, whatever is to my profit, I now consider a loss for the sake of Christ. This statement sums up the role that faith has played in my college life perfectly. The rec reconnection with faith that occurred during my time here changed my life completely and permanently. All of those answers on which I had tried to base my life and thereby placate my fears, for example, finding a good job, searching for truths in education, obtaining a secure future, mean very little when compared to my faith. Or more correctly, when observed through this faith, these answers seemed incomplete. Moreover, the fears which once loomed so large seem small and inconsequential. It is for this reason that during my time at college, my faith has moved from being a secondary force driving my actions to playing a very central role in my life. So far from the fear I felt four years ago, I now face the future with excitement and tranquility. My name is Nellie Staley, and I'm a graduating law student. When I moved to Boston to start law school nearly three years ago, I didn't know anyone in the city. No family, no friends, no acquaintances, not even some random person that I went to school with 10 years ago. I mean, no one. But let me backtrack a little. Growing up, I attended church every Sunday until I was confirmed in eighth grade, and then, for various reasons, I stopped going to church. That's not to say that I stopped being faithful. I continued to go to church camp every summer, and I considered my faith to be a central part of my life. But I was not part of a religious community. Sometime during my senior year of college, one of my, we'll say, spiritual mentors told me that I needed to find a church, that being part of a community was part of being Christian. So I did. I found a church that I attended regularly, and I enjoyed the service, and I thought that I was doing what I had been told. But I wasn't because I still wasn't part of a community. Which brings me to Boston. 
I got here and I decided that I need a church, needed a church home if for no other reason than comfort. I did not know a soul here and I needed to find some place in this city that felt like relief. The only way I can describe it is that I felt like I was in a foreign country where I didn't speak the language and I was desperate to find the American Embassy. Maybe my second week of law school, I came to Marsh Chapel, and no offense to Dean Hill, but what made me come back the next Sunday was the choir. Truly, truly majestic. Thank you. And after that next Sunday, little by little, I began to be absorbed into the Marsh community, and that has made all the difference. I now have multiple sets of friends and adoptive parents and grandparents who ask me how my classes are going. They let me know when they won't be around next Sunday. And they talk to me about everything from Barack Obama to Ayn Rand to the Book of John. How moving it is to watch your brothers and sisters in Christ receive communion. How moving it is to hear them singing in the pew behind you and how much more so when you recognize the voice. I don't think I quite understood what Jesus really meant when he commanded us to love one another as I have loved you until I came to Boston. The latest lesson in my spiritual journey, this I believe. I can sense God's love in the flowers of the public garden, the water of the Boston Harbor, the laughter on the BU beach, but all this cannot compare to the depth of God's love that I can feel in the presence of my church community, my Marsh Chapel family. And so I am pleased to say today to Cecilia, Darlene, Glennis, Sandra, Barbara, Faith, Carolyn, Elizabeth, Nancy, Alice, Mel, Joanne, Bev, Jan, Victoria, Susan, and my mom. Happy Mother's Day. Good morning, my name is Tim Kelly and I am a senior graduating from the College of Arts and Sciences with a degree in psychology. As I stand before you today, I realize how many things one can fit into four years. I have taken 33 college courses, spent over 1,200 hours in lectures, run three half marathons, sung more than 10 Bach cantatas, and have given countless campus tours all since September 2005. But as I reflected on what I was to speak about today, none of these things came to mind as I considered what I now believe as a graduating senior. Actually, I've pretty much narrowed it down to three things. First, God is here. What might seem like the most obvious or simple of statements suddenly becomes questioned doubted, and sometimes forgotten in daily life. I have certainly been through my share of ups and downs, as I'm sure many of you have. What is amazing, however, is that I have experienced God in all sorts of ways. Maybe you experience God through the reading of Scripture. Maybe you see God as you watch a beautiful summer sunset. Maybe you hear God in the music of a classical motet. Perhaps you experience God through people, through friends and family, or even through a loving, kind-hearted brunette in the soprano section of your choir. Maybe you give thanks today like I do for your mother or for someone who has played a mother-like role in your life. If you're like me, you probably experience God through many of these lenses, but certainly I believe that God is here.
Second, we cannot do this alone. I have truly come to value the experience of community within church and Christian life. If community was not important, we'd all be listening to church services on the radio, and there would be no need for pews or coffee hour or retreats or passing the peace or fellowship. While I have certainly met great people here at Marsh, I have also searched out community by finding my own separate time to worship away from singing here in the choir. And doing that has given me a wonderful additional opportunity to grow both personally and spiritually. I truly believe that we cannot go through this adventure, this journey called Christian life by ourselves. Thirdly, God does not always work in the ways we expect him to. If you have ever had highs and lows with some expectations met and some surprises encountered in your life, you, like I, have likely experienced this. I've learned that we can take away just as much from a seemingly negative situation as we can from a seemingly positive situation. As a freshman, I came upon a quote, which at the time I found interesting, and which now I find so true to my own experience. I asked for strength, and God gave me difficulties to make me strong. I asked for wisdom, and God gave me problems to solve. I asked for prosperity, and God gave me brawn and brain to work. I asked for courage, and God gave me dangers to overcome. I asked for patience, and God placed me in situations where I was forced to wait. I asked for love, and God gave me troubled people to help. I asked for favors, and God gave me opportunities. I asked for everything so I could enjoy life. Instead, he gave me life so I could enjoy everything. I received nothing I wanted, but I was given everything I needed. My prayer has been answered. I believe I am a pilgrim on a continuous journey through my faith that doesn't stop next week at commencement. I believe God is here to help me through my journey, not always in the ways expected, but through faith and community, I hope and pray that I may live out God's will in my life. Thanks be to God. Jennifer Williams, and I am a graduating senior in the College of Arts and Sciences, class of 2009. I am deeply humbled today to stand where Howard Thurman, one of Martin Luther King's mentors during his doctoral studies here at Boston University, sought to forge the way for common ground throughout this university and across this nation. Their legacy lives on. First and foremost, I would like to offer a sincere thank you to some special people here at Marsh Chapel who have enhanced my years at Boston University. To Dean Hill and Jan Hill, thank you for your guidance and mentorship over the years. I often smile to myself thinking of the times when Dean Hill and I would run into each other on Bay State Road on our way to class or chapel. We'd exchange a nod, a smile, or a quick conversation. As you know, I have served on the Marsh Chapel Usher team since the spring semester of my freshman year, and it has been a truly rewarding experience. I've enjoyed greeting all of you as you enter the chapel doors on Sunday mornings. I'll especially miss the lively conversations with my fellow ushers, George Coulter, Jay Rieg, Mark Gray, and our newest member, Andrew Lynch. Whether it was cheering on the Terriers in hockey with George or discussing current events with Mark or Jay, I've learned something from all of you. Thank you for enriching my four years at Boston University with friendship, spirituality, and the sharing of your life experiences. I must also thank my family who is listening online for their continued guidance and wisdom. 
My parents and I flew up to Boston from Atlanta the spring of my senior year in high school to make that important college decision. That flight from Atlanta to Boston happened to be the first of many for me. It happened to be a rainy day, but as we walked along Bay State Road towards the Boston University Beach near Marsh Chapel and along the Charles River, the ambiance of this city and school struck me. Nowhere else could I have been immersed in a school environment with such a deep connection to the city. I chose a major concentration in anthropology and a minor in sociology. My coursework presented me with many opportunities to explore beyond campus along the Freedom Trail, the Museum of Fine Arts, Chinatown, and the Government Center area. Each year, I made time to explore beyond campus, taking memorable trips to Salem, Plymouth, Providence, New York, and this year, Washington, D.C. for President Obama's inauguration. Traveling is a passion of mine, so whether it was touring Nathaniel Hawthorne's home or the Mayflower, visiting Plymouth Rock and Times Square, the exposure was worth it. Through notable lectures on campus, such as Dr. Paul Farmer, Christine King Ferris, and at the time, presidential hopeful Barack Obama, I've learned and I believe that we as a human race are all interconnected and share common hopes and dreams. During the summer of my junior year, I was afforded the opportunity to study abroad in an anthropological field school program in Peru. It was a life-changing experience for me because I witnessed firsthand how so many people in the developing world live each day. I became even more grateful for the privileges that we in the United States take for granted, like potable drinking water, basic health care, and standard of living. The experience made me certain that I needed to make an impact on the lives of others, even if in the smallest scale. The following summer, I was selected as a fellow in the Public Policy and International Affairs Junior Summer Institute at the Heinz College at Carnegie Mellon University. The program exposed me to careers in government service, as well as graduate level coursework. It was Martin Luther King Jr. who once said, everyone can be great because everyone can serve. I believe public service will be my life's, my life's work because it has been my calling thus far. I feel blessed to be able to pursue a master's in public policy next fall at the Gerald Ford School of Public Policy at the University of Michigan. Let us continue in Howard Thurman's footsteps to forge the common ground that unites us all. Let us not forget to hear the cries of the needy, those who mourn, and the oppressed. And may we continue to serve in our communities because there is much to be done. I will conclude by reading Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6, which has sustained and inspired me through my undergraduate studies. I hope that you are also inspired. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Now is the time of our service to offer our prayers to God. You may sit, stand, kneel, or come to the altar rail as according to your tradition. Now please join me in singing Lead Me Lord.
Let us pray for the church and the world. I will conclude each prayer with merciful God. Please respond with hear our prayer. We pray for the church universal, ecumenical councils, churches throughout our country and abroad, their leaders, and for us here on Commonwealth Avenue at Marsh Chapel. Merciful God, hear our prayer. We pray for justice and peace throughout the world in the midst of war, poverty, and selfishness. Merciful God, hear our prayer. We pray for the health of those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit, that you may bring comfort. Merciful God, hear our prayer. We pray for the needs of families, single people, and the lonely. Merciful God, hear our prayer. We pray for reconciliation with adversaries, so that we may be an example of your love. Merciful God, hear our prayer. We pray for our local community in Boston and all other communities, so that your healing and gracious presence would shine in the dark places. Merciful God, hear our prayer. We pray for all the mothers, that their commitment, dedication, and love for their children and families may be celebrated on this Mother's Day. Merciful God, hear our prayer. And we pray for the graduating students, as they end one chapter of their lives and begin another, that they may be witnesses of your peace and kindness in all that they do. Merciful God, hear our prayer. And now, we join together in saying the prayer that your son taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. A warm welcome to you this morning to Marsh Chapel. We would love to get to know you and to help you get to know each other, so I'd invite you to take those red pads that are at the end of each row and to pass them down and fill out your names. And as you pass them, I'd encourage you to look at the names of the people that you're worshiping with so you can get to know each other. We also offer coffee and conversation downstairs after the service, so please come down and introduce yourself. We would also love to hear from our radio and internet listeners. Our contact information is on the Marsh Chapel website, and there is also an opportunity there for online giving. An important announcement in the life of our community is next Sunday is Baccalaureate. Baccalaureate will be at 11 a.m. Please note the time. It will be at 11 a.m. Now walk in love as Christ has loved us.
You call us to freely share all that we have in life. We are blessed. Yet, you do not call us to keep our blessings for ourselves. Rather, you call us to share our blessings so that others may in turn be blessed. So we offer these gifts and we pray in the name of Jesus, the one who shared his life for our sake. Amen.
beloved, the benediction today includes a brief addition. We want to, in a moment, recognize those who have helped to lead in worship today. We're at a turn in the year. We're heading into spring and summer. I want you to be sure to know and tell that we have service here every Sunday at 11 a.m., 52 weeks a year. We encourage you to come. Likewise, on our website, you will find two surprises this week. We're so excited. The first volume is now in publication of our e-magazine, Motives, and it's there for you right on the website. Likewise, our 10-week series of sermons this summer on the theme, Darwin and Faith. You won't want to miss a Sunday. You'll want to be here every Sunday from June 21st to August 30th. We thank our staff for this year in hospitality, ministry, and music. We thank our ministry associates, Ross and Augie and Jerry Catherine for their field work here. And we pause to honor and recognize, and we'll do so in volume and with our hands, those who have spoken today of their vocation. This is, and this is not last, it's not by any means least, but every year our choir goes through a little shift. We have 10 graduating seniors this year. So the choir is the choir is the choir, but it changes every year. We want to thank our choristers. We want to thank our organist and associate director, Justin Blackwell, and especially our director of music, Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett. Will you please greet them? Never had, a, never had a benediction, a lengthier introduction, but a word of grace. The peace of the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ and the grace of God and the love of God be in and abound for each one of us now and forever. Amen. Amen.